Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, all of the Disney Plus series look like they're going to resume filming in July. Also, we're going to make Matt look different, maybe a little bit weird. Yeah. All that Reddit's ad we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. All right, Jeff Randall. This week, we have a five-star review from Nick Livesey who sent in uh, an accent for you, you know, because that's that's how they do now. I love it. Um, <laughs> he says he had 18 formative years in Manchester, nine years in Leeds, Yorkshire, 19 years in Sydney. As a hint, the Australian accent never really took. So... <laughs> There you go. There's your uh, there's your five star review to read this week. Uh, go for it. Yeah, I love these super specific things. It's so, it's so great. Uh, I just I can't wait to like if I were to write it, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a five star review and be like, my dad lived in Alaska. My mom was from da 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 da. So I never uh, you know the, my my grandfather was a was a military brat who da da da. Whatever. Next, what's that? What's that uh, five-star review from Nick Livesey? Enthusiastic fun. Guys that just love the content and get into it in a fun way. So many other podcasts are really judgmental about those of us that like the films but weren't that deep into comics. These guys welcome all and help you into the universe with their childish enthusiasm. I take issue with my enthusiasm being childish. I prefer childlike. Not me. I'm childish as hell. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Thank you, Nick. That was great. Thank you. Short and sweet to the point. I like uh, it. Really detrimental to Matt's character. Really detrimental to Matt's character? What? Because I'm childish? <laughs> I'm fine no. with it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. A, a child shall lead them, Jeff. A child shall lead them. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> what I, don't the even, hell? I don't even know, man. Um, it's a... It's a uh, yeah. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, okay, so, uh, you know... Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. That's very kind. Thank you for the five-star review. You're awesome. Thank uh, you for breaking down your accent history for me. I love it. I love I, it. I just went with, like, what does Ninth Doctor sound like? Yeah, I like it. I Fantastic! Like it. <laughs> so, so first thing we're going to mention up top here, um, because we have... Uh, we mentioned it on a cast recently and it was kind of off the cuff because we didn't plan on it, but here's what we're going to do. We want to, we, for, we got two goals here and we've told you guys about the Jeff to Jeff transfer oh, where, yeah. where you can sign up, you can subscribe. If you have an Amazon prime account, you can subscribe for free on uh, Twitch. You can subscribe to our channel and we actually get money for it. So we're trying to get you guys to do that. So, uh, it kind of randomly discussing it with people uh, on the Twitch and other places. I decided that I would offer myself uh, my body as tribute. <laughs> so here's the deal with the contest. If you, uh, if we can get 400 people to go do it, I'm going to get a haircut on Twitch with someone teaching me to cut my own hair, which was the original idea, but then it kept getting bigger. So if we get 800, <laughs> I'm going to do... What's our time limit on these? That's what I, yeah, I, I was about to say. I, we haven't actually decided, but I guess, what do you think? Uh, uh, 
end of June. Okay, I will tell you. I will tell you the date that we're that we're gonna we're gonna live stream this on June twenty eighth or twenty yeah probably June twenty eighth. That's looking like what we're, when we're gonna do it. Okay. Okay. So that so we gives have three weeks, three three full weeks from this recording to get this done. So if we get four hundred people to do it, uh, we're gonna do cut my hair in a crazy way because it'll be me trying to cut my own hair. If we get 800 people to do it, I will color my hair any color that you guys choose. (laughs) So let me just explain something about all this. I'm calling this the make Matt look weird contest. And the thing is, I don't think that people with colored hair and tattoos look weird. I just have never done any of this stuff. So doing it to me is real weird. For me, this is weird. I'm, I've always been a pretty straightforward looking guy. Um, set the, the, th- the third is if you guys get to 1600 people to do it, I will get a tattoo of a Marvel character on my body. <laughs> if you'd get 3,200 people to do it, I will let you guys pick the character. You hear that, guys? 3,200 subscribers on Twitch, and we can get a Howard the Duck tattoo for Matt. That is true. That is accurate. And 6,400, and uh, I will let you pick the place on my body. <laughs> so, uh, I, 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 won't do it, I won't do it below the wrists or above the neck, because I have to be able to work. But, uh, I, yeah. Or, or uh, one person reminded me of one other thing. I also won't do it on the penis. Uh, just official, official, official rules to the contest. I got to state that. <laughs> so three weeks, you guys, if you, however many you can get, I will do whatever that is. And the easy way to do it is to send your friends to strandedpanda.com slash Jeff to Jeff. Because that we, we, we made that website and it, or that web page, and it is a just simple descriptor of how to do it. If you have an Amazon Prime account, you can do it. So you can send your friends to strandedpanda.com slash Jeff to Jeff and say, we're do, trying to get my friend to get a weird tattoo. And honestly, here's the, here's the goal of this thing. Obviously, it makes some money for the podcast, supports the network. That's, the main, that's like a big part of it. Second goal is it gives you an excuse to tell your friends about Stranded Panda. It gives you an excuse to be like, these guys are nuts. This guy's going to get a tattoo if you will go do this. So help me get it. Help me make him get a Howard to the Duck tattoo. Or so, my favorite so far is people have said a Louise tattoo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ant-Man. That'd be really good. And it has be to be so has to random be like the to have text a, behind him. Yeah, it'd be so random to have a Michael Pena on my ankle or whatever. Like, that's really funny. Um <laughs> Are we going to live stream you getting the tattoo? Yes, 100%. 100% we will live stream. And I've never got a tattoo. It will be atrocious. It's going to be awful. So that's the contest. We, 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 we mentioned this a few weeks ago, the Jeff to Jeff transfer. Da, 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 da. Then the contest idea came to me. And so we're going to do this. If we can get 6,400 is the, is the top. And I will get my hair done. I'll cut my own hair. I'll color it however color you want. And I'll get a tattoo that you decide the character and you decide where it is on my body. But that's a lot of people. And the whole point is that's more people than really like, I mean, that's about how many listen to this podcast. So if everyone listening does this, we'll get there. But like, uh, if, 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 if you guys really want it to happen, get 10 of your friends to do it and get 10 of your friends to check out the podcast. Tell them you like us, tell them, 
it's a we're we're funny silly guys who are willing to do something like this so maybe we're a podcast worth listening to that's really kind of my whole shtick with this whole thing it's not just about let's make two dollars and fifty cents it's about you guys having an excuse to share this podcast and this network with your friends so please do that that would be really really great and really wonderful support of the cast so that is the contest strandedpanda.com slash jeff to jeff I think this is called prostitution. Oh, 100%. Uh, I, I wrote this to a friend <laughs> and he was like, would you really sell your body for like whatever, $5,000? And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. 100%. 100%. 100. Here's the thing. I haven't worked in three months. Uh, <laughs> so if I can sell a little bit of real estate on my, on my body... <laughs> for, for 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 to make it through the through the next three months. Oh, God, and I'm down because it doesn't cost anything to Amazon Prime people. Then it's free real estate. It's free real estate. You can get free real estate <laughs> right here on my arm, on my wrist, on my ankle. Uh, so that's the deal on your chest. Make Matt look weird. Contest. Tell your friends. I'll, I'll try to I'll try to make some sort of article so it's easy to share too uh but strandedpanda.com slash jeff to jeff is where you have to send them tell your people tell your social media uh tell your specific friends who you think would like this podcast because that's really the point is to try to grow the podcast it's not really to give me a bad tattoo but if that's your motivation let's do it what if they want like a superman logo on your chest uh i said marvel i know Maybe that'll be another contest. <laughs> <laughs> Once you find a love for tattoos and you've, uh, yeah, you've really yeah, yeah. opened up to the idea of getting several tattoos. Yeah, this thing, you have tattoos. I've never gotten a tattoo. I've never colored my hair a funky color. Um, I've never uh, cut my own hair, except for just trimming up the sides a little bit during quarantine. I've so, done all of these things. I haven't done any of these things. So this, this is the thing. Make Matt look weird. Yeah, make weird. Matt get on Jeff's level. Weird for Matt, not weird. Not because colored hair or tattoos are weird. Just to be clear, I'm, 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 I love colored tattoos and or, pff, I love colored hair and weird tattoos. But like, uh, it would be it's, it's not something I've ever done. So make me step out of my comfort zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, this week, uh, you know, we've been doing trivia every week. Uh, trivia uh, at twitch.tv slash panda. Uh, well, we are going to do trivia on Wednesday night, and I'm going to do another trivia on Sunday afternoon because all of our UK listeners have been begging us to do a trivia a different time that they can actually do because their Wednesday night trivia is in the middle of the night for them. So whether you're in the UK or you're anywhere else that or, or your lifestyle facilitates a Sunday. Uh, it's going to be like Sunday. I think it's going to be 2 p.m. Central. And that it'll be like 8 p.m. in the UK or parts of the UK. Um, so that'll be kind of kind of close to when we normally do. Um, so we're going to start at 2 with music, 2.30 trivia, and then I'll probably play some games after. I have not talked to Jeff about that yet, so so I don't know if he's in, but I'm, I'm going to be doing it. Oh, you're in? All right, sweet. Love it. Um well, so next this week, um, I'm going to pick a movie. We'll be sending it to the email address. So join the Stranded Panda Army at strandedpanda.com. And then uh, we'll send out an email, and we're going to do the same movie for both uh, Wednesday and Sunday. Different questions, same movie. So 
we can all kind of be watching the same thing, which is fun. All right, let's get into the news and feedback. So Tampa Bay Comic Con, unfortunately, had to cancel Paul Bettany's appearance. Um, sorry, Tampa Bay Comics Convention, because, or Comic Book Convention, I think is the full name. It's not technically a Comic Con branded thing, but right. they had to cancel Paul Bettany's uh, appearance because he has to go film WandaVision next month in July. So mm. WandaVision filming will be resuming at that to- at that point. Now we had said in like May, I think mid May that, um, that, you know, we had heard the filming was done, so it could just be reshoots, but it could also be that they haven't finished and we were just wrong. But yeah, either way, that, like they're that, continuing work. The news story that WandaVision is done was apparently wrong because they're still shooting on it. Um, and they, 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 we had, we had reported previously that WandaVision was completely finished, like effects and all. We, that's what we've been told by the news media. Uh, and it was wrong, apparently. So this is an interesting thing. It's an interesting way to find out, too, because Paul Bettany just like happened to, you know. But, but, but so given that, all three of the series are now filming again. Um, or will be shortly. So that's yeah, good yeah. news. That's the the further report is that, you know, on top of that, somebody else is saying that, you know, an anonymous source said that Loki and Falcon and the Winter Soldier are also expected to continue filming in July. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty awesome. I'm I'm glad that we're getting back on track. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Give me give me back my MCU. I don't know though. This um, like I had a I had a conversation with uh, with one of our listeners, one of my D and D players last night. That like it might be it might be a good thing that we've had to wait so long because you know in Endgame the stakes were just building and building and building. It got to the point to where it was just huge fight with Thanos and this ginormous thing, and then in Spider Man Far From Home. We, we kind of brought it back down to a more personal story, but it was, it was also kind of an epilogue. And having to wait over a year between those movies kind of gives us more of a break and more of a, you know, a time to reset ourselves, reset our understanding, make us want the, the next MCU movie more, you know, kind of like give us a little bit more time to breathe and, and come to terms with the things that happened. Um, and you know, maybe it, I don't know, it, it might lower our expectations for what the MCU movies are, you hmm. know, coming up. Interesting. Uh, you know, it, it also, <laughs> we talked about it like this long break. We talked about how excited we are for shield and, and, and we admitted that part of that is that we haven't seen any MCU in so long. And like this un intentional break is going to give us just like such a long break between MCU content that like, I think anything we see is going to have an enhanced nature to it, you know? Yeah. So I'm just, I'm pumped as heck to get this show going. Um, I, all three of these shows, I want them now. I know we're probably not going to get them for a little while still, because if they're still suiting in July, it's, we're probably not going to see the show in August. Like originally was intended. I think we're going to see one division in early 2021. And I think that we're going to see um, Falcon and the winter soldier, probably not in August. We're probably going to see Falcon and winter soldier uh, push back at least to October, maybe November. 
Yeah, I think I think that's probably right. If it gets released in that time frame at all, like if they, you know, they might just shove everything back a year. Um, and I, I think really more that all depends on um, how the things that are on Disney Plus tie into the things that are in the movies. Because, you know, we're getting that shared universe and there's going to be a bunch of crossovers between them. So it really just depends on what uh, what content we're expecting to see when and, you know, what kind of weaving story they want to tell. Yeah, absolutely. More than anything. Absolutely. So there's really not much news this week. That's about it. So let's just get right into the feedback. Okay. Uh, Nick Livesey uh, (laughs) uh, tacked on in an email about his accent and his review at the top of the episode. Uh, Do I have to do the accent for this part? No, I think you're fine. Okay. Can I? No, I don't yeah, want to. If you want I'm to. done. No, I'm done with the crappy Ninth Doctor impression. <laughs> Nick Livesey said, uh, also, if any of you listeners can tell me where to find Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in Australia, that would be great. I have all the streamers, but that's the one show I can never seem to find. Hmm. My only idea, and if any of you live in Australia and know how to find it, please get back to us so we can tell Nick. Uh, but my only idea is a VPN, I guess. I don't know much about VPNs, but that's what everybody tells me. If you're in a country where you can't get something, you can set yourself up with a VPN and get like American Hulu or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it just it sets your uh, your IP address location to look like it's coming from that other inside um, the house. What? I don't know. I'm just being making a stupid joke. Continue. Okay. <laughs> it, it makes it look like you're in a different. Uh, a different spot, like a different place in the country, different location. So, you know, Hulu or, you know, anything that picks up region and displays different regionally um, will be like, oh, you have the U.S. location, so let me show you the U.S. content. Yeah. Uh, And some of them recognize a VPN and be like, and they're just like, no, you can't watch this on a VPN. Right, right. So that's the only idea I have, but I have no idea if it works or not. So I, but somebody, somebody help us out. I bet you could buy it to, um, I I don't know, but I bet you could buy it on um, Amazon or iTunes or something. But that's, that's not, that's obviously not wonderful to have to buy it. Uh, That's what we need to do is uh, set up our uh, higher level for Patreon and like set up a tour server that uh, people could remote into (laughs) and watch. uh, Toad, stuff. That's totally legal. Not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should I not announce it in a public format like oh, this? Uh, he's joking. For legal reasons, he's joking. <laughs> Legally, I'm joking. Talk <laughs> to me in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Private messages. <laughs> funny. Funny, Sorry. funny. Thomas McNeil, God. If read on the pod, please use a New York accent. Mm, New York. Thomas, you're not, you don't have an accent. I've met you in person. It's true. We escaped a room together. You don't have an accent. Yeah, but you know what? He, he, he requested it. Thank you, guys. I was laid off back in January, and I went back and watched every MCU movie in a timeline order. I also went back and listened to the podcast covering every movie. I was fortunate enough to get hired, and I'm back to work. I wanted to step up and support you guys because the cast was there for me when I needed a distraction. 
P.S. I have been donating plasma on a weekly basis. I had COVID and tested positive for the antibodies, and it takes about an hour. While I'm donating, I listen to the cast, and the time flies by. Uh, yeah, this was a Patreon message, and there was a few reasons I want to include it. First of all, to thank him for his, he upped his patronage and, um, you know, got back to work and upped his patronage, which was a huge uh, help to us. Thank you. Uh, thank but you, also, Thomas. I really want to mention this because my girlfriend did this too. Uh, if you give blood, apparently, and I, I guess check your local area, but like, apparently they're, I guess like, the whatever the blood blood drives that are going on are testing you for the antibodies for COVID right now. Um, so it gives, <laughs> I just thought it'd be an interesting thing to inspire everybody to go give blood. Um, because if you have the antibodies, there's still no scientific evidence for sure that it gives you, uh, immunity, but supposedly, uh, you know, most coronaviruses it does. So, um, yeah, I just thought that was a, that was a, that's a neat thing. So I would love to have an antibody test. I just gave blood though. I, I just gave blood before they started doing this. <laughs> so like, I can't do it for another while or whatever. I think it's like a three month window that you have to wait. Yeah. So now I've got to wait, which is a bummer because I would love to know if I have the antibodies. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I know it doesn't, it's not proven that it's helpful, uh, but it is likely helpful and it would, <laughs> it would make me feel better about my risk of like it would it would well, you know it it make me feel better about like going to a friend's house or whatever yeah it sure would be nice yeah or going back to work or whatever It'd be nice to have the antibody test so i just thought that was cool so it, if nothing else inspire hopefully inspire some people to go give blood which especially with everything going on in the world right now there are people that need blood yep yep there are people that need your need your blood and if you and if you can spare some you should <laughs> Uh, Zach Manthe said, what if, and this is a big what if, the next big bad in the MCU is Deadpool, and they go for a Deadpool kill, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe storyline to bring him into the MCU. Only fed up with all the inconsistent canon, Deadpool kills off the Fox Men, the Raimi-verse, the Netflix-verse, and all the other random Marvel movies in order to help Feige maintain a true canon. Yes. <laughs> that would be I, fun. I love this idea. It's it's I love this idea because what it could be is if you if it could be a almost like Fox Universe movie where he like jumps through the Fox Universe. He could even jump through like he said the Sam Raimi stuff, like all that stuff and just like be killing off it, it like Deadpool 3 could be Deadpool kills the kills the Marvel Universe and he goes through killing all these different characters from the different movie timelines. And then, uh, in the very end of all of that, he, um, he like ends up in the proper MCU timeline and it's like a Thanos style thing where everyone has to come together to stop him (laughs) (laughs) or, or like at least some character has to figure out how to stop him. I could, I, I, it's, it's never, I don't think it's happening, but man, it's a fun idea. That would be a fun idea. I'm trying to think of who would stop him though. Like hey, Banner can? is our, our main science guy. Well, I think the thing that could stop him is just changing his mind. Nah. Cause he's not, uh, <laughs> I like, I think he's not 
he's not that committed to any one mission most of the time, <laughs> except for like finding, uh, finding, getting back Francis. with Vanessa and finding Francis. Like those are, yeah, obviously, I mean, he can be devoted to mission. I don't mean to say that. I think that he is easily distracted is what I'm saying. Like, that's fair. Like he's, he's, you could pull him in another direction and he could change his mind about what his mission is pretty easily. I think the really funny thing about, um, about the first Deadpool movie when he's saying, fine, like, where's Francis to all the people, is they don't know him as Francis. Yeah. Like, he's killing funny. all these people for not knowing who the hell he's talking about. Yep. <laughs> so bad. It's so they bad. They all know so him funny. as Ajax. And, like, and he doesn't ask. Like, he knows they know him as Ajax, too. And it's like, I love how, it's just like that uh, wonderful moment where he has the bullets, and he's, like, counting down the bullets, and then he shoots three bullets into one guy who shot him because he's mad. Even though he's yep. like, he knows he only has so many bullets left. And he says, bad Deadpool, worth it. Like, <laughs> worth it. <laughs> it's just so, that's his personality. He's not about doing things the right way or the most efficient way. He's about doing whatever he feels like doing. And running around asking for Francis was so funny to him that he just kept doing it. And even though it was not helping him find this guy. So like that's if you can change what Deadpool thinks is fun, that's how you defeat him, I think. Or at least that's how you stop him from killing <laughs> the universe. Yeah, that's not how you defeat him. That's how you redirect him. Yeah, exactly. He's he's kind of like the Hulk in that he can't really be stopped so much as aimed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, I I really hope they can make a Deadpool thing happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 084 says to respond to another listener about Fury in Age of Ultron. It's a good point that it had to be the actual Nick Fury because he knew how to find the Avengers. However, we learned from Captain Marvel that uh, if a piece of toast is cut diagonally, he can't eat it. Now I ask you, I implore you to take a look at what Fury is eating during that kitchen scene in Age of Ultron. I just thought I'd put in my own evidence. Stay safe, guys. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. Like, I'm switching over to Google Play Movies just so that I can see what he's talking about. Oh, man, that's a good thought. If that's what he's eating. Of course, I will say, headcanon here, um, he is also years older. Maybe he's learned to eat a sandwich properly. No, no. Here it is. Okay. We're at the farm. This is the stupidest thing we've ever done. <laughs> It doesn't focus on the sandwich, but he's definitely eating a sandwich and he cuts it, but I, it's hard to tell which way it gets cut. It is. There is one moment where he's holding it. It looks like he's holding it by the corner, but that still doesn't prove that it couldn't have been cut. We need to reach out to Samuel L. Jackson and see if he remembers which way he cut that sandwich. Mm -hmm. Or just ask him which way he cuts a sandwich because he just did it like he does it. Maybe. <laughs> he definitely cuts the sandwich but it's hard to tell which direction he cuts it because mm -hmm, it's down below the camera and then he's walking around with that sandwich for the rest of the thing but he, he, it's too it's bitten too bitten off i was hoping he'd like it show the rest of the sandwich or something at some point but i can't tell yeah yeah joss whedon understands that the sandwich is not important to the scene so he never really focuses on the sandwich uh <laughs> we're just we're we're trying to to pick apart a later comment yeah in an earlier movie all right guys so so i don't i don't know how i'm going to edit this together cuz we've been talking about it but 
It, it does appear that Fury is eating a sandwich in that scene, but it's hard to tell whether it's cut diagonally or not. He is holding it by the corner, which feels like how you would hold a sandwich you have cut diagonally. But by the time you can see him holding it by the corner, he has already eaten too much of it to tell which way it was cut. <laughs> so, sandwich gate... Um, Sandwich gate continues. Sandwich sandwich gate continues. But if this is the case, see, I was going to say, what I was about to say before we actually rewatch the scene is if this is the case that he's eating a diagonal sandwich, then like, I feel like that's it. That is not, um, that is, that is on purpose. If, if only if, even if it wasn't on purpose there, if for him to say that in Captain Marvel would seem on purpose. Right. Right. Um, but now I can't see what he, how he's cut it, so it's really hard to tell. Now, this is also the dumbest thing we've ever done, slow motion <laughs> watching how he's cutting a sandwich to try to decide if he's a scroll or not. But if, let me say this, if he is eating a diagonal sandwich, I do think that is pretty good evidence that he is a scroll there. Although, um, and the way, I, the way I amend the fact that he... Uh, knows how to find the Avengers. So Talos doesn't know how to find the Avengers in Spider-Man, but that's after Civil War and after sort of the disbanding of the Avengers, yep. you know? Um, and not to mention in, in Infinity War and Endgame and like, it's it's after all of that. So maybe he could have found them, especially this being Barton's hideaway. Like I assume that he might know where how to find Barton in this time period if he was a scroll all this time. So there is there's head cannibal ways for both to, both of those things to be true, and I don't know which is. <laughs> I like I'm I find myself reeling mentally. Like I don't know how to talk about this. Is it even important to talk about? Like, listen, yeah, this is the kind of thing that we do. We delve deep on this stupid shit, but yeah, like, listen, this seems extreme even for yeah, us. This is this is the stupidest thing we've ever talked about. I I, I fully agree. <laughs> But it's also this is what COVID has brought us to. The, well, yeah, exactly. We have been a year and a half without content. So we are going frame by frame discussing how he is cutting a sandwich. That is that is pretty bonkers, uh, even for us. <laughs> I love it so much. Like, <laughs> that is both the stupidest thing we've ever we've ever that's the stupidest discussion we've ever had and it's also one of my favorites <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's fair that's fair oh man the next uh, piece of feedback is from superhero ethics a stranded panda podcast this is our buddy matthew westfox over at the superhero ethics podcast uh and he says please read in voice of grumpy old new york man <laughs> Oh, I see. Okay. He says some grumpily watching. Okay. That's why he's grumpy. Yeah. That's why grumpy old New York man is grumpy. <laughs> Friends. So I am grumpily watching season six of S.H.I.E.L.D. Specifically so I can hear you talk about season seven. And there are so many ethical questions I want to discuss. But of course, it's all a year old. Really, I blame the MCU. They didn't give us the snap. So I didn't watch... And so I missed out on great, that great ethical questions like Simmons disobeying orders and putting everyone at risk. 
The ethics of gambling with a computer, which, by the way, the whole point of gambling is that computers can't predict exact results. Dice have no memory. Get out of here with that nonsense. I'm not big on the space stories, and, and I'm mad about the snap, but I gotta admit, the show is pretty good. I can't wait to catch up so I can bother you with questions on Season 7. Thanks for the great discussions, and does anyone know where the remote is? <laughs> Matthew, the ethical panda. Yes. Thank you. That's how I'm reading all of his emails from now on. <laughs> this I is think, Matthew the Ethical Panda. <laughs> I think that's how he should learn to speak. That yeah, was, that's that's your voice now, that Matthew. That's really great. Matthew, you should be <laughs> you should be like Jeff and start using a fake voice. Yeah. <laughs> Rebuild your persona, really. Call is what, back. what we're getting at. Call back, call back. Okay. Love it. Yeah. I, I I don't need Simmons disobeying orders and putting everyone at risk. When did did she do that? Oh yeah, that's right. To save Fitz. Like she decides to stay out in the universe looking for Fitz when, yeah. Instead of going home, uh, when Daisy gives her orders to come home. Yeah. Mm. I, I, yeah, that season was good. It just, I, I, it's hard. It's hard to remember it. I feel when they, when they do these episodes where there's like not a clear arc, when they do these 22 episode pods and there's not a very clear arc, it's harder to just fit in, like, it's harder to remember all the little minutiae because there's not an overarching thing that the, all the minutiae is pushing towards, you know? It's just a lot, that's what filler episodes do to me, is like, that's why it's so hard for me to watch shows like um, the D, the DC CW shows. Is like, so many of them are filler episodes that, like, I get the end of the season and I'm like, I feel like I watched four episodes like i feel like four things happen to the character <laughs> and i just watched 22 hours of television i feel like they're filler seasons actually they're just filler shows i see i don't, I don't think that I, I actually really like a lot of times the dccw <clears throat> will have like really good like a really good four episode arc and they expand it to a 22 episode season <laughs> and like i get it they're, they're not making they're not they're not making my kind of show they're not making the kind of show where every episode leads builds on the last one. And they're, 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 they are very deliberately doing that old school thing where every episode can, you can pit, sit down and watch an episode and there might be some intriguing little elements to like what the background characters are doing. But a lot of it is just like, this is an, this is an episodic episode of television that you can just watch standalone. And uh, yeah, that's, that's not my jam. It's superhero soap operas. Well, no, no, actually, I think you got that backwards. Soap operas are very, uh, I don't know if you're, you're a bunch of a soap opera guy, but soap operas are actually super, uh, you have to watch them every day because every episode, <laughs> every episode, really like every episode yeah, yeah. is like one little piece of a story and that story will go over a course of a season and it is the worst. It is the fur farthest extreme from what I'm talking about because like soap operas, they will have like a character say six lines and then they jump to the next episode where the character says six more lines and often repeating themselves. And you don't know what's going on at all. If you haven't watched the previous, like whatever, 20 episodes, it's, it's atrocious. I do not. It's like maddening. It. It's mad. I, <clears throat> I would say, uh, no, this, that I'll, I'll reserve my further comments because it's too inflammatory and <laughs> it's a time for us to try to come together, Jeff. Right. We, we as are in humans, tough times and we don't need to be fighting. No, we need to come together. We, as, as geek community, we need to come together and not, not too harshly does. Let's not harsh DC's buzz too hard. 
Oh, Jeff, my face feels so buttery smooth. Why is that, sir? Because of Harry's.com. Oh. Harry's.com slash MCU podcast, to be specific, because they are wonderful. And my face has not felt this smooth in a while. And it just, like, the little razor they gave us... And feel it just like it feels really classy too, you know. It has its own little cover. Cover the 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 handle feels nice in my hand, and really like my shave has been so much tighter. So thank you to Harry's.com. What if there was a fifty percent sale happening every time you went shopping for razors, Jeff? Uh, you know, I would probably be very ecstatic about the price of the razors if it were fifty percent off every single time. Yeah, man. Well, that's what it's like. Shaving with Harry's. It's just like that. Uh, they offer premium blades, refills as low as $2 each. That's up to 55% off compared to the price of Gillette Fusion Pro Shield. I remember having to uh, to try to refill the blades for that. It got expensive. It, yeah. It got real expensive. And that's why I have a giant beard now. <laughs> but, Jeff, you can come back to the world of the clean shaven if you wanted to. And it just all comes to your door. You know, these days we're all leaving the house a little less. And this makes it really easy on you. And for me, I'm, it's all about forgetfulness. I will keep forgetting to buy those Gillette Fusion Pro Shield razors. Um, every time I go to the store, I just forget. And then I end up using dull razors. Well, this doesn't happen to me now. Uh, with my weird ADHD brain, like I can just get them delivered and they're just here. I love it. I absolutely love it. Harry's wants to offer you even more savings. New customers get $5 off of a Harry's trial set when you go to harrys.com slash MCU podcast. Because Harry's believes that everyone deserves quality shaving supplies at a fair price. They don't inflate blade prices or add unnecessary features to their razors like flex balls or heated handles or any garbage like that. To be fair, that's just tactics that leading brands have used to raise prices for decades. That's right. Well, how do they do it, my friend? They've got a team, and that team has combined a simple ergonomic design with five sharp blades. They source their steel from Sweden, and they manufacture their blades in their world-class factory in Germany. And they cut out the middleman and ship directly to you from them. They save you money and time, with less people having to handle the goods, less people having to do logistics, it's cheaper that way. And you can feel good about your purchase because they have a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they will give you a full refund. Also, 1% of the proceeds are set aside for nonprofit organizations devoted to helping provide access to better health care for men and veterans. That's awesome. That's really awesome. So guys, uh, Harry's has this amazing offer for listeners of this show. Uh, new customers get $5 off a trial set at harrys.com slash MCU podcast. Uh, you'll get a five blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel with aloe and a travel cover for your razor. Uh, join the millions of guys who are already saving money and go to harrys.com slash MCU podcast to claim your offer. Frank Hogan said, just some responses to other feedback. Victor Mancha is a child of Ultron and a woman who found Ultron's head in a landfill after a defeat by the Avengers. She couldn't bear children, so he, so he made her one using her DNA and nanites. He has general robot abilities as well as magnetokinesis. Uh, I know that's random, but I'm just responding to the fact that you guys didn't know who Victor is. Oh, I, lo <clears throat> I love that. That's, that actually means that that was kind of a reference to the overall MCU with Ultron. That's really cool. It could have been. Yeah. 
It's disappointing that it's not further connected. Yeah, no, that's the thing. If they had actually had a season where they dealt with Victor, they could have actually like directly tied it to Ultron, which I would have thought was really rad. Yep. Uh, the vampire thing with Yo-Yo you guys were talking about was pretty cool, considering that in the comics, vampirism is a spell from the Darkhold. Anything is possible. Weird question. How fast do you think she is in comparison to the wizard from Jessica Jones or Quicksilver? Hmm. This is classic questions. Um, I mean, we've seen her go pretty far in a heartbeat. So I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea is the truth. I love, though, that the vampirism is a spell from the Darkhold that ties very closely to what we've seen so far on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with the Darkhold. So that, yeah. that's rad. That's really rad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as far as, you know, who's faster, I would say the wizard is probably the slowest of the three. And I'd say probably Quicksilver is faster just based on, like, Based on what we've seen, because in Age of Ultron, uh, when they were doing the big epic slow-mo shot around the room where everybody's fighting together back to back, you know, defending the the podium, whatever, the MacGuffin, mm-hmm. defending the MacGuffin, uh, everybody's in slow motion and being all epic, but then Quicksilver is still going very rapidly across the screen. Mm. I would say it's definitely uh, not Yo-Yo because she couldn't catch that bat last season. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What the? (laughs) Really upsets me. Still to this day, really upsets me. Yep. Uh, And the last thing Frank says, oh yeah, I always thought of the Mind Stone uh, to work something like a cosmic cube from the comics. The raw psychic energy resides in the stone, and from there it's influenced by the minds of whoever wields it. That's why Ultron had Tony's ego and banter without any of his humility. Wait, Tony's humility? Yeah, I the don't... humility that he learns later. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I guess. I feel like he's he's still very... I just watched Ultron to write questions about it last week, and for trivia and uh yeah it's it's got a lot of uh he's still pretty ego driven i love ah oh, man one of my favorite moments that i had forgotten about is when he looks to banner he's like listen i know what you're thinking but they're already saying it we just gotta embrace it man we're mad scientists <laughs> we just gotta go all the way with it we gotta embrace it <laughs> just like, we just we have to be what they think we are oh it's so good He's like, you can hear him whispering. They're already saying it. We're mad scientists, but it's okay. <laughs> I just love it so much. Oh, dude. Ultron is maybe one of the most underrated. And I think it's because like it's there's it's so hard to go anywhere from the first Avengers movie and still be good. And like people wanted that same it's kind of like the Matrix. And people will disagree with me on this because people don't like the Matrix two and three. I think the Matrix two and three are solid movies, but the first Matrix is so mind-blowingly good because it like literally blows your mind. Not literally, it figuratively blows your mind the idea that that like reality isn't real. That like you can't do that again in Matrix Two. So like Matrix Two and Three are just really good sort of character and action movies, but they have no like mind blowing set piece, like Neo learning that the world isn't real. You know what I mean? 
Right. And I feel like Avengers is the same way where Avengers is like Avengers blows your mind by combining the creating this huge world where the Avengers can actually live together. And then it's just Ultron is just a really good character story and a really good action movie, but it's not as mind blowing. In talking with my uh, with my co-host on uh, the new show that I'm working on um, or the new show that I'm producing, we we've had a lot of conversation about the the role of a sequel and the the kind of what you know the possibilities on a second movie. So with the first movie, you know, you establish the world, you establish the rules, you establish. Uh, you know, basically the the foundation for everything. In the second movie, the second movie has this very unique uh, role in a in a franchise, or a very not unique, but it's got a um, it's got a few possibilities for what it's able to do. It still has to follow the rules of the first one, but it can go one of two ways: either it can rehash the first one and just do more of that. You know, just building on the ex- the existing rules, or it can go in a different direction and challenge the idea of the first one, and kind of like, you know, be almost like the main character is bucking the idea of what they've been shouldered with from the first one. And it seems like in the second Matrix movie, you know, they really tried to continue that idea and go farther down the rabbit hole, but. A lot of people didn't like it when that happened. And then, you know, Age of Ultron kind of tried to do the same thing where it's like, let's go farther down and and see what this team is doing together. And I think maybe Age of Ultron could have been better not as an Ultron-focused movie. Like, I think that if Ultron... If Ultron had been a good robot on Tony's side for mm-hmm. the, at least the beginning of it, or for most of it, and they were fighting against these Hydra threats, like if they were, you know, weeding out the the, the leftover Hydra threats from uh, from the Winter Soldier, and it had been all about Strucker, you know, something like that would have it would have flowed better. You think but establishing you, Ultron ahead of time before you have an Age of Ultron, right? Right. If you establish Ultron first. Because that's what happened with Loki. You established Loki first in Thor, and then he comes back later. If you establish... I mean, you they don't start establishing Ultron until, like, 20, 30 minutes into the movie. Well, but they do establish Jarvis. They do establish Tony. They do establish the AI. And in the very beginning of the movie, they establish these... Um, oh, what does he call them again? The the Defense Force, the, the Iron Legion... And so, like, uh, the, the whole idea with Ultron, I do, I, I mean, I completely agree with you that it's rushed. Completely. Um, that's, I think that's the biggest problem with Ultron. I think that's the, like, I think that's the, like, thing that it killed killed it for fans is because the, the fans kind of called it, like, I remember many people calling it things like, oh, uh, yeah, I saw Weekend of Ultron. Yeah, it's a like, day and a half of Ultron. In, in the comics, Age of Ultron, it's called Age of Ultron because it's, like, they go through, like, if I'm not, it's like, it's, it's an alternate universe. Yeah. It's an alternate universe where they have to like deal with years of Ultron oppressing them. 
and it's about them trying to get out of that. Like that's a different story. And I almost would have liked it to be called just like Avengers Ultron or something like that. Like, um, birth of Ultron or some, something like that. Um, Dawn of Ultron. Yeah. So something to that effect, because it did like give it a, it's kind of like with civil war. Uh, it kind of felt like a civil skirmish, you know, like it's just this little, it, it is, it's a great movie. I love Civil War, but I think we had to sort of reset our expectations for what an Avengers movie is going to be because they're not going to always be exact representations of the comics. And um, like an Age of Ultron, I think it's a bad call to call it that. Um, yeah. And Civil War worked, so it worked because it, 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 it was better than it should have been. Like I could have felt the same way about civil war. Like wasn't much of a war. It was kind of tiny. It's like this little, like eight people fighting or whatever, 15 people fighting, <laughs> um, instead of the entirety of, but we have, we have to reset our expectations. And I think Ultron helped us do that where we're like, okay, it's still going to be the universe. We know it's still going to be the Marvel universe. We know we have that. We only have the character to work with that we have to work with. And we don't want them to add fit, try to add, 15 characters in one movie. Cause that's bad storytelling. That's what the Fox six men kept doing and trying to give everybody sort of some sort of arc. And it just ends up cluttering the movie up. Instead they've done, they've been very smart about like you, you have the characters you had before. Let's add two, you know what I mean? Or add three or whatever. Yep. It's like just slowly building the rogues gallery of this world, you know, rogues gallery is not the word I'm looking for. You're, I would say that you're right in that, Age of Ultron kind of reset our expectations, but Civil War, like as much as we call it Avengers 2.5, it was absolutely a Captain America story. It's a good point. But also we have different expectations if it's not called an Avengers movie. So that's right. a really good point. There's that, but there's also the fact that the uh the repercussions of what happened in Civil War are outlast the movie. Well, so like, does, but I mean if you so do Ultrons. That's what Civil War is about. I, I disagree, though, because Ultron is Ultron himself is done and resolved at the end of the movie. That's it. Like, uh, at least we think um, I, I I still maintain that there's a very likelihood there's part of Ultron left, even though we haven't seen him in a while. But oh, yeah, that's, absolutely. Uh, that's I, how Ultron is in the comics, especially. Yeah, and I loved there's a moment I'd really like to see this pay off. And there's at the very end of Ultron when um Vision destroys the last Ultron bot. I love that scene. I love their conversation. It's just really, really, really wonderful. Um, and Vision says, I don't want to destroy you. You are, you are life, and I'm on the side of life. You're a unique life that I would like to protect. But you can't, you know, you, you, you're too bent on destruction. Yeah, and you can't be allowed in this life. And then there's this, it cuts away and you see this like bright yellow light of the mind stone, the mind stone. I say, um, <laughs> like to me, he I assimilated think Ultron. I is a hundred percent possible that he stored Ultron. Um, and, and like, it's possible that he did a good job of doing that and he stored Ultron well. Uh, but it's also possible that Ultron would like eventually learn to break out of that. And we could see a return of Ultron, but I don't know that we'll get that because Ultron was such a, um, Ultron was a disappointment to, to many. And I, I don't think so. Like looking back at it, I think that movie is wonderful. I really, really do. It's just the expectations are so different than what you actually get. That's fair. That's fair. I, I would like to have seen Ultron's uh, 
Ultron's evolution, you know, stretch out a little bit. Sure. Kind of like uh, in... I know you probably still haven't seen it, but Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, the series, mm-hmm. Ultron was like a little nugget for several episodes before he even received the programming to like yeah. to be violent and and defend the the Earth. And this was he had to defend against Kang the Conqueror. So like shit was going down. <laughs> so yeah, and Ultron the program comes in Ultron, as a hero almost. Right, he comes in as a hero, and then it's just like you know develops more. Uh, you know, his, his programming goes a little haywire. Maybe he gets like, he gains some sentience and then, you know, violence becomes the thing that, you know, either if he's got to protect humanity, you know, because of uh, humanity's violent tendency, well then maybe the best way to defeat them or best way to protect them is to rule them, you know, totalitarian style, whatever. Like that's, it took several episodes to get through Ultron uh, you know, being created, and there was a there was a solid like points in evolution of Ultron, and I feel like we didn't really get that in the movie. Like you know, like you said, it was rushed. Yeah, it was rushed. I completely agree. But I also, what would you have rather them do? And and I think the answer is probably if Ultron was something he created in Avengers One, like that. I think is the better option because if you create Ultron in Ultron, then you're just going to pushing back the entire slate of Marvel movies. So like you can't have civil war without Sokovia. You can't have Sokovia without Ultron and like, like all these pieces that have to fall into place. Um, you know, you end up pushing it back. So that's the problem with these tentpole movies is you kind of have to make everything fit so that the next tentpole can come. And I get that that's a struggle sometimes, but I think, I think, I think they did a good job of it. I just think that like our expectations were so different, but, 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 uh, but I, and that, that is a, that would be a possible solution is like take Avengers one, um, have him already work or, or even just Iron Man three, have him working on Ultron because he's so scared of, uh, of everything that's gone on, have Iron Legion at the beginning of the movie be Ultron, you know, instead of it, yeah, like yeah, that that would be fine. Um, and then like have 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 him working on Ultron in Iron Man three, have the idea placed in Iron Man one, the uh, the Ultron be like a thing he's working on Iron Man three, and then have Ultron be functionally a hero at the beginning of the movie, and then something happened with his programming, interacting with the Mind Stone or whatever, um, and then he supersedes his programming and is able to start killing humans. And then, then you got a great, then you, I agree that that would be much more round arc for Ultron. Iron Man three, when he says, uh, activate the house party protocol. No Ultron, the Ultron protocol to turn on all the bots and bring them all there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There it is. There it is. That's it. Done. You're like, I fixed it. You guys. Yeah, that's exactly it. Man, and good, that is what stuff. the new show is all about. Yeah, man, check out this new show soon. Uh, when, when's the first episode dropping? Uh, in a couple of weeks. Okay. I, um, we got a we got the whole first arc done for X Men Apocalypse, but I got to get ahead with uh, with Pirates Four because I've got about seven hours of audio <laughs> to edit. <laughs> seven hours of Pirates Four. Good yep. job. Uh, so much, so much <laughs> editing. Okay, let's let's get these last few feedbacks yep. down, and let's uh, let's get this show done. Oh God, my throat is so dry. I'll, I'll read this next one. Uh, Trent 
writes in, Avengers as food, which is a discussion we had last week. Cap is meat and potatoes. (laughs) Nat is black pepper crusted chicken. Iron Man is gastropub food. (laughs) Hulk, Uncle Buck steak. Mm, I can see that. Thor, triple A aged beef. (laughs) Rhodey, Cajun Creole. Interesting. Um, Hawkeye, kebabs. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, Wanda, five alarm chili. Mm. It's because she's so hot. That's that is fair. That's fair. It's also <laughs> spicy, kind of dangerous. Uh, Vision, uh, replicated margarita pizza. <laughs> replicated margarita, p- like like replicators, like on uh, Star Trek. I'm guessing he's going with there. I like it. Um, Spider Man is cotton candy. Thank you, Trent. Thank you for your <laughs> Avengers as food. I dig it. So dig you it. think that us going back to look at Age of Ultron to see what sandwich Nick was eating was the dumbest discussion we've ever had? Well, no. It's, it's okay. No. Uh, here's the thing. There's dumb for the sake of dumb, which is what Avengers as food is. Like that's that's clearly we're being silly. But when we go back and discuss whether he's eating a diagonal sandwich because he might be a scroll that is us taking such a stupid thing such a stupid (laughs) and small thing and really digging in because we actually do care that much like that's what i mean like this is okay that is us indulging in our like fandom in a way that is so so deeply silly and i love it Ah, that's goofy. Like, when we talk about the Avengers as food, that's clearly just, you know, we're just making jokes. It's fine. Yep. I like that uh, the, the Hawkeye is kebabs through line has has yeah. lasted there. Yep. All right. I'll try this one here. No. No? You don't want me to try no, it? No, don't. Don't. I'm, I'm so good at reading. Your, your voice is tired. All right. Go for it. Tavita Ruin says, hey, guys, I'm a longtime listener, but first time writing in. I've been listening to your podcast since Infinity War, and it's without a doubt the only MCU related podcast I will listen to. Every single episode has me engaged from start to finish. I'm an Australian and served in the Navy. I loved listening to your podcast when I had the rare downtime miles and miles out at sea. Um, It helps me relax and de-stress by escaping to a more relaxing headspace. I'm a huge MCU fan. One episode I re-listened to recently was the missed opportunities in the MCU and couldn't help but think of some of my own and would love to know what you guys think. My favorite character in the MCU is without a doubt the Winter Soldier. Throughout the build-up to Endgame, I was hoping for an interaction between him and Tony Stark at some point, uh, as the last time they were together was at the end of Civil War when Tony witnessed his parents dying at the hands of Bucky. Mm. Endgame is still, without a doubt, my favorite movie, and there was nothing I hated about the movie, but I still think at least a short 10-second or so interaction of tension or reconciliation between the two would have been a nice touch. My other missed opportunity is showing how Thanos got the Power Stone. I understand Infinity War was already super long, and they might not have had the the space to put it in, uh, other than the five-second explanation from Thor to the Guardians. My idea would have been to have it as a post-credit scene in Guardians 2. This could have been done showing Xandar as it is every day, uh, then a sh- uh, shadow slowly rising out of nowhere, then the next shot is uh, Thanos' ship above Xandar, similar to the post credit scene from Thor Ragnarok. What do you guys think? Love you guys 3000, keep up the awesome work. Thank you for writing in Tavita for the first time, that's awesome. Um, and I'm so glad we can, uh, you know, could be there to help you 
de-stress in uh, while you're serving the country. Appreciate you. Um, so uh, I, I totally agree. These are two great missed opportunities. Um, I think they're both the same problem, though. They're both like you're trying to put everything into Endgame and what can you drop? And I feel like that's such an emotional, like having some reconciliation between Tony and Winter Soldier would be like a really meaty, hard thing to do. I don't think it's as easy as many of the other things are. Where like, like we talked about, um, I think last week where, uh, Black Panther saying, Clint, take this or whatever. Um, Clint, yeah, Clint, give, give it, it to me. Clint, give it to me. That was it. Um, and that's like a really nice little moment. Like my name is Clint. Okay. Uh, that's an easy through line, but there's no like emotional weight to it. I feel like anything you try to do feels like it should, they need a conversation. <laughs> um, but I could absolutely see, I don't know about a rec- actual reconciliation, but I could see a moment where they stay, they have like a standoff and Tony says, you know, the more the merrier or something like that. Or like, like we need everyone we can get or something like that. Like I don't want to work next to this guy, but like there's a bigger bad right now. I would have liked to seen something like that, but even that would have made Tony feel petulant. I would like to see that Tony has grown a little bit. I don't know. It, I I agree. I miss, I I would love to see that, but I don't know how they could have done it in with the time they had. Well, not just the time that they had, but the story that they told the way that they told it. Mm -hmm. Um, because at the at the beginning of Infinity War, Tony's gone. You know, he's gone in space. And he doesn't come back until the beginning of Endgame. Um, and then, you know, Bucky is dusted at the end of Endgame, or at the end of Infinity War. Um, and he doesn't come back until the end of Endgame. Yeah. And doesn't show up until the, the final battle. Right. Well, it's the same so, thing with Clint and Black Panther. So that's what we're saying. So like the only thing they had time to do was some sort of single line during the battle. And yeah. I don't... And that would have felt forced. Yes. But I also don't know what what single line... I mean, and I'm not the writers of Endgame. Like, I think they could have come up with something. And maybe they did. It could be one of those things that ended up on the cutting room floor for time or tone. Because I I feel like Tony is such a... He's such a, in such a different place five years five years later. You know, he's a, such a different guy. His priorities are different. Uh, I would think that he would have grown enough that he could actually forgive Winter Soldier in that moment. Um, but it would be hard. It'd be hard to see all that in with with one line. You know, you would need yeah. you would need a scene or at least a few back and forths and. Uh, I mean, one of my favorite moments in any in media is um, in Serenity, the movie Serenity. Uh, it's a Firefly. It's the fire. The show Firefly ends with the movie Serenity, and it's two. There's two characters who have had a lot of problems, and they've like had like legitimate issues, and one of them even has tried to kill the other one. Um, and then they come up against a bigger bad, and they become they come on the same sides. They don't say a word. They just, one slides his flask over to the other one, and you realize, like, they have they have accepted each other because of that. And, like, I could see something like that. Some just, like, don't even try to have a line. Just try to have, like, some sort of f- thing in the fight where, like, Iron Man jumps in the way and saves winter soldier so that he can fight. Uh, like, like I, I, yeah, like maybe iron man, uh, winter soldiers running with the gauntlet and iron man provides him cover or something like that. Like anything small like that could have been, 
uh, was some sort of visual cue that reminded us of the battle they f- they fought in that uh, abandoned bunker. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That 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 could have been very cool. I, as for the guardians thing, I think or the uh, the the destruction of Xandar. I think we still have a chance to see that. Yeah, I do too. I think that that's going to be at the beginning of the Nova movie. Yeah, I do too. I really hope so. I hope we get to see it at the beginning of the Nova movie. Like that is the origin story for Nova is that the Nova core was destroyed and left one man with all of its power. Yep. And then he and shows he's up floating through space and he shows up on earth and there we go. Yeah. Nova. The pathos of that is the man that like w- awakened with all the power in the universe or whatever, like all the power of the, of the Nova force or whatever. And like, but he's too late to save his own people. Oh, you know, that there's a lot of pathos there. Oh man. Yeah. So I, I, th- I think there's still definitely a chance to see. I, and also with the Eternals having the tie in to Thanos's lineage, like, and Thanos being such a popular character, there are still at least two movies where we might see more Thanos. And I think that's pretty neat. Could be. And if, if the Eternals keep telling a story throughout time, they're, they're eternal. Uh, they, they start in the distant past and like say a sequel goes forward we could see multiple Eternals movies touch on like the, the Thanos story and what, what he actually went through before all the events that we see well, let's get this last piece of feedback Mr. Marshall Naylor send us the feedback he says hey guys just quickly email to let you know that the book series of Divergent is amazing and the first movie is okay the second movie is eh and the third is terrible no <laughs> Uh, please do not waste your time on these movies except the first. There are very few high points in them, uh, one of them being the main character's brother, Caleb, who is played by Ansel Elgort. That's right. Uh, please watch something more worth your time, like Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> also, I just want to say thank you for all the joy you're bringing us in these podcasts. I constantly find myself laughing at you laughing at my jokes. And thank you for laughing at all of our jokes because nobody else seems to get them. <laughs> <laughs> so please stay safe and until next time yeah thanks marshall that's sweet i, I this uh this podcast getting tied in with all you guys who like the same stuff and are like us like I, I really feel the more and more we get to hang out with you guys on the twitch stream and on uh in the stranded panda chat on facebook we also just created a discord server um so i think that's going to be our main two places to communicate is facebook the stranded Panda chat and the discord server will be the two like main chat windows just because some people don't like Facebook. So we'll get that link out real soon. Um, but uh, yeah, th- thanks to Aeon maker for, I don't know if I'm saying her name right. Ion um, maker uh, made that discord server for us and it's pretty cool. And we'll have that soon. Um, as for divergent, by the way, I remember I watched the first movie and I remember being like, I think this seems like it was a good book. <laughs> that was my exact reaction to the first Divergent. Like, it seems like, oh, this was not a good movie. It wasn't horrible, but it was like, I can see the bones of a really good book. It felt like, okay, I might get some hate for this. It felt like the Harry Potter movies felt where like, Oof. I like the Harry Potter movies. I really do. But they feel like the great, especially after you read the books, they feel like here's some scenes you remember from the books. You know what I mean? Like the concepts are there, but that none of the characters are fully fleshed out. <laughs> hey guys, you remember these books? Remember, remember books? Yeah. Remember books? 
So yeah, that's that, that's these two movies is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I, I saw the first one. I can't remember if I ever saw the second one, but that's how that's how it felt to me. And I was like, I bet those books are really good. <laughs> <laughs> like the concept's really interesting. It's like uh, a society where you get tested, and if you're divergent, you get. I don't know, re-educated or disposed of or something. And like a girl finds out she's divergent and it's about her trying to, her struggle to like have life. And there's just a lot of good symbolism there. We're like, you know, struggling to be yourself in the face of a world that like doesn't want you to be different from the rest of the group. And I thought that was, it was like, this seems like a really good theme for a YA novel. (laughs) (laughs) For YA people. And for YA people, those, 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 those people. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, that is our feedback for today. Don't forget to share with your friends the Jeff to Jeff transfer. And if you haven't done it yet, uh, go to strandedpanda.com slash Jeff to Jeff and join us for the contest to make me look silly uh, or weird or different. I, I just, I've always been like a guy with just brown hair, nothing too strange about my hair. And no tattoos. Except that is now becoming gray. Oh yeah, that's true. Hey, this—that's a good point. This uh, it make me turn my hair bright red because you know what? Oh, <laughs> I won't look my age. Actually, it'll look really sad. Honestly, if I get like bright blue or red hair, I'm gonna look like the old man trying to look young again. Uh, it's yeah, gonna help be great, guys. Matt in his midlife crisis. Help me, help me have a midlife crisis because I'm getting there. <laughs> It's a Matt life crisis. It's a Matt life crisis. All right, guys. All right, I'm done. This dumb We're joke. Done. Let's end We're this. Done. We're just making silly jokes now. So, uh, yeah, strandedpanda.com for all your stranded panda needs. Uh, and strandedpanda.com. So, Jeff to Jeff to do that thing. Um, we'll be back with you very soon. We love you. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Mm-hmm.